the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Welcome to Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. Always right, always. Eight minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us on this free-for-all Friday, fourth morning, second month, year of our Lord, 2022. Always right means never left. Always right means never wrong, because you cannot defeat the arguments that we make here when they are source-cited and researched as carefully as they are. Uh, that's why we're confident that uh, you are here for the right reasons. We are always right on AM 1420, The Answer. Now, I want to focus on the border for a moment, if I may before we bring in our next guest, and we spend a lot of time talking about the border, don't we? But you might be shocked to find out that I'm not talking about the southern one. I'm talking about our northern border, specifically to the north of that border. Our friends in Canada are, i got to tell you, they are paving the way. They're lighting the way for liberty. It's kind of a remarkable thing. We always think about the United States. We are the land of the free and the home of the brave. But the Canadians are out-freedoming us. With that massive convoy, 45 miles long, uh, thousands of trucks, tens or hundreds of thousands of Canadians lining the roads, cheering them on, supporting them as they fight for freedom, freedom to make their own medical decisions and not have to uh, receive forced vaccinations to keep their jobs or to be able to make their runs across and back and across and back across that border. The Prime Minister of Canada didn't like it at all. Justin Trudeau said some Pretty incredible things about those truckers and about their supporters. 45 seconds that I promise you he wishes he had back. Here they are. I have attended protests and rallies in the past uh, when I agreed with the goals, when I supported the people uh, expressing their concerns and their issues. Black Lives Matter is an excellent example of that. But I have also chosen to not go anywhere near protests that have expressed hateful rhetoric, violence towards fellow citizens, uh, and a disrespect, uh, not just of science, but of uh, the frontline health workers and, quite frankly, the 90% of truckers who have been doing the right thing to keep Canadians safe, to put food on our tables. Uh, Canadians know where I stand. This is a moment for responsible leaders to think carefully about where they stand and who they stand with. Fringe minority. That's what these truckers and the supporters represent, said Justin Trudeau. And they're out there supporting things like white supremacy? I'm failing to see where that came from, but perhaps we can get that answer from our next guest. He is a member of the provincial parliament for, and I apologize if I say these uh, uh, locations incorrectly, Lanark, uh, Frontenac, Kingston. Randy Hillier, a member of parliament, uh, joins us now here on AM 1420, The Answer in Cleveland, Ohio. Mr. Hillier, thank you so much for the time. How are you? It's a pleasure to be with you. I'm fine. We're down at Ground Zero in Ottawa. I've been here for a week, and we're not leaving until we get our freedoms back, uh, Bob. And we're seeing 
a great, uh, although Ottawa, the capital of the country, is ground zero for this uh, uh, Freedom Convoy. We're seeing Freedom Convoys in every provincial capital and major centres throughout Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta. Mm. We've got uh, blockades at uh, major trade routes with uh, with uh, in Alberta and the Montana border. Uh, this is a huge uprising against the it, what in, in effect is a coup by uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, a coup not a military coup, but a coup against everything that Canadians have ever stood for, our foundations of uh, of freedom based on morality and ethics, and he has attacked them viciously over the last two years. Um. Let's talk about that attack. Well, you said over the last few years, and if you want to enumerate some of those, I'm fine with that too. But in particular, the 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 quote that I just played, or the comments that I just played, in which you talked about, you know, I will stand with protesters if they're protesting for the right things, like for example, Black Lives Matter, which doesn't surprise me, given Justin Trudeau's far, far, far left ideological bent that he would support a Marxist organization, an admitted, acknowledged Marxist organization like BLM. But what is your response to what you heard here as he denigrated the truckers and their supporters and saying that they were uh, they were displaying, you know, racial or uh, racially insensitive things or, uh, you know, white supremacist type things? I've been looking across all Canadian media that I can find for evidence of what he was talking about. And, Mr. Hillier, I found nothing. What, what was he talking about? Uh, well, he's a liar. That's the, the short answer, Bob. The, the, there's only... Uh, the people who are spreading division, hatred, uh, misinformation, and lies are our governments of Justin Trudeau and our premiers and the media. If you're down here in Ottawa or indeed any of these uh, uh, freedom convoys, Bob, you'll, it's a street party. People are exuberant. People are energetic. Uh, they're jovial. Uh, people are setting up fireworks or uh, dancing in the streets. Um, there is powerful unity for freedom in Canada, and Justin Trudeau is purposely attempting to denigrate the uh, and and distort what the Freedom Convoy is. He is well, really. I don't know of any other word to describe him other than a liar. Well, you know, that's that's a perfect word, uh, because that's that's what I can tell from this vantage point. I'm not in Ottawa, obviously, but from what we are seeing, and then again, looking for evidence of what he is claiming, it, it appears that he is being less than honest. Um, let's talk about this vote that you were trying to compel members of Parliament to hold. A vote of, I think in the States here, we call it no confidence. I read in your release, non-confidence. I think they mean the same thing. Tell me what you want to have happen. Yeah, in our system, the only way to remove the executive or to have a change in the executive, because unlike the United States, we don't vote directly for the executive branch of government. That's a derivative of the legislative branch. So the only way that that, uh, the executive branch can be removed is through a motion of non-confidence. And we're pushing for that for the members of our parliament to uh, and the various parties to bring a motion of confidence against the Justin Trudeau administration and have him removed. We saw um, 
um, earlier this week, the leader of the official opposition of the Conservative Party, who has been no opposition whatsoever, he's been a bed buddy with Justin for for the last few years, uh, Aaron O'Toole, his caucus used a motion of non-confidence to remove him as leader of the Conservative Party. So the same thing can happen either through the Liberal caucus or through a vote in the Parliament. That's extraordinary. I did not realize that was how uh, your leadership was selected there and, of course, how uh, one can be removed. So um, what kind of support do you have? Have you have you had since I mean, this release came out, uh, what, four or five days ago? uh, Do you have uh, uh, any significant number of members of parliament behind you pushing for this vote? Well, we know that it had an immediate effect on the opposition party, and they removed their leader and now have in, uh, um, uh, put a new leader who in place who is uh, supportive of freedom and supportive of the convoy. So at least now we'll have some opposition. We're going to continue to push um, the liberal members. It, that's a bigger challenge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, most of our liberals are woke, leftist um uh, cancel culture cheerleaders uh, like our prime minister. So it's going to be a, a more difficult um, undertaking to get the liberals to recognize the danger. But as this upheaval continues across the entire country, Bob, uh, at, uh, at entry points, border points, at our provincial capitals, uh, the pressure is really elevating. And uh, this is a pressure cooker that our political class is in. It's a pressure cooker of their own making, and the only way to release that pressure is to allow Canadians to be completely free once again. We are talking with Randy Hillier. He is a member of the provincial parliament in Canada. He is in Ottawa right now in support of the trucker convoy and the push for freedom. And he's calling for a vote of non-confidence uh, to compel the federal government to vote to perhaps remove the Justin Trudeau administration. Um, we by are, the way, we're also team Bob. There's, this is not just trucks. We have hundreds and hundreds of farm tractors who are coming into Ottawa to help blockade the city this weekend. Uh, We have uh, farm tractors uh, involved in all the convoys across the country. This is hardworking Canadians, blue-collar Canadians, who are taking a stand for freedom, for faith, for their families, and they're not going to back down. I love that. I'm so glad you told me that. I did not know that part of it, and that's fantastic. Um, Mr. Hillier, I, I want to ask you, 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 you described your liberals in Canada as being far left, woke, uh, you know, uh, uh, cancel culture, and so on and so forth, which, of course, just gives us another thing in common between our two countries. It's the same <laughs> way here. What is the majority-minority breakup in your parliament? For example, do the liberal majority, does the liberal majority that gives you Prime Minister Justin Trudeau have a huge lead, or is it something that uh, is is na- 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 able to be navigated as you try to get this vote of non-confidence? So currently in our federal parliament, it is what's called a minority parliament. Nobody has a majority, but the end... The Liberal Party, who are, like I, as I described, the woke leftists, mm-hmm. uh, they are supported by another group of uh, called the NDP Party, which are just out-and-out Marxists um, uh, under the leadership of Jagmeet Singh. Um, so 
Trudeau is enjoying his executive powers with the support of the NDP party. Okay, so so it, it's going to take it's going to take a, a monumental effort to try to to get this vote to be held and to have it actually go your way to get rid of him. So this is this is something where you have to make a stand, but you probably aren't expecting to get the number of uh, votes that, that you need in a non-confidence. Again, this is this is a not uh, so much. This battle, Bob, is going to be won in the streets of Canada, as wow. I described. This is a pressure um, uh, a pressure cooker that we're seeing here in our country. And is that um, why Trudeau did what he did when he when he lied? You described him as a liar. Is that why to discredit those you know the truckers, the tractor ride drivers, and so forth that you're talking about, and the those who are going to take this fight to the streets? Is that why to discredit them as being you know racists and and supremacists and so on and so forth, so that no one will join their cause? Absolutely, absolutely. Like he uh, he ramped up the rhetoric and the hateful division. Um, to, uh, in an attempt to um, deflect it and, and blunt the growing public opposition. Um, you know, last weekend we had over 100,000 people, and we had thousands and thousands of, of highway tractor trucks in the city. Uh, it's going to be bigger this weekend. So, um, you know, these guys are going to have to wake up one moment, one at, at some period in time, and say their Marxist, leftist, woke agenda isn't going to fly anymore in this country. Mr. Hilly, I want to ask you one other question that's, uh, I, I think, amazing. Um, the GoFundMe organization uh, that has been yeah. used countless numbers of times to, uh, you know, to do good things, to raise money for yeah. people who have suffered tragedies and, and whatnot. Well, in support for the Canadian Freedom Convoy, Apparently, approaching now $10 million has been donated through GoFundMe, and GoFundMe is not allowing those dollars to be dispersed to the truckers. They have frozen the account and are not allowing those donations to be made. I, I, I don't know if there's anything Parliament can do about that, but what is your reaction to that? Well, two things. We had a press conference here in, in, in Ottawa yesterday, and and the Freedom Convoy organizers have got a very substantial legal team now helping them on that. It's called the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. And so, you know, it's over $10 million right now in the GoFundMe account, Bob. Um, you know, this started off as a spontaneous um, uh, grassroots uh, undertaking. Mm-hmm. $10 million is a lot of money. I think... Um, GoFundMe has asked that there's proper accountability on this dispersal of those funds. Um, I don't think this is a deal breaker. I think the Freedom Convoy people are implementing a proper set of accounting measures to ensure there's transparency and and oversight on the dispersal of those funds. So, uh, but a more worrying uh, element of this. Uh, the, the liberal-dominated committee in our parliament, uh, I believe it was yesterday, it could have been the day before, have requested GoFundMe to appear in front of our uh, committee. So this would be similar to a Senate Finance Committee in the U.S. Um, and they want to interrogate GoFundMe uh, and 
in a, I'm certain of this, in an attempt to find some cause, some some pretext mm-hmm. for the federal government to um, withhold the dispersal of those funds. I hope they are successful in the uh, in you know in the endeavor to get those funds released. It is impossible for me to to think of how they can justify this. These are uh, these are funds donated for a legitimate cause. And and let me wrap yeah. our interview, Mister Hillier, with this. Uh, obviously, you have a lot of support from your friends down here south south of your border, uh, our shared border. What can we do? What can we do to help you? I think the you know the clarion call for freedom is something that needs to be heard throughout the Western world, Bob. However, one might do it, uh, whatever your capacity or ability to do, uh, whether it's uh, uh, local convoys and uh, and coming to the border or, or going to your state capitals uh, or going to D.C. Um, you know, there's uh, we. This is a fight that we, this is one time when we can say we are all in this together, Bob. Uh, those people who who have an um, undying um, um, uh, commitment to faith, family, and freedom must join forces however they can. And, and I would say, Bob... Um, you know, in politics, we often hear the the cliche and the excuse of, you know, do you really want to die on that hill? And I tell everybody, Bob, this is the hill we will die on. Amen. I could not have said that any better. I have I have said similar things over the course of the last you know year plus now since we have had vaccine mandates and mask mandates and other things that take away our freedom. I've said it similarly, but not as well as you just did. This is the hill to die on. This is freedom, freedom to make decisions about your own body, not be forced by uh, a, a tyrannical government to do things that you don't want to do. If there's anything that you should be willing to lay your life on the line for, it is that freedom. So... I concur. Uh, Randy Hill, you're a member of the provincial parliament uh, in Canada, hoping to rally up enough votes uh, to get a vote of no confidence against Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Um, listen, what if we've got money and we want to donate and we can't use GoFundMe because they're going to freeze it? Are there any other any other uh, organizations or things that, that, you know, if people... You've got probably, I would say, more than half our nation stands in solidarity with you. The liberal, less than liberal half, I would estimate, probably agree with Justin Trudeau because that's how radical and wild and and ridiculous they are. But for those of us who want to help uh, from a financial standpoint, is there something besides GoFundMe we can do? So let's not be surprised that we've got some things up our sleeves if we need to use them. We've got some contingency plans. So yeah, if we see any move to attack this fund, and if we see any um, significant obstruction or frustration uh, to prevent us from disperse the funds, uh, we've got some contingency plans that we will release and make public. Uh, so I would just say, sit back, um, uh, use your voice as the most powerful weapon for freedom right at the moment. Use your you stand up in the streets, stand up with the trucks, um, and uh, and if they try to attack this fund, we'll have another vehicle uh, to to get around the. We will terrorists. be watching. 
Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. We will be watching. We'll pay close attention. And when that call comes out, uh, I promise you there, there will be freedom-loving Americans who rise to the occasion and support you in any way that they can. Randy Hillier, Bob, a member of the parliament. Bob, Thank you. Yes, sir. Let me just say, you know, I don't know if you've seen this. When you go out throughout this whole blockade area, throughout the whole city of Ottawa, you will see tents, tents and multiple tents. Uh, uh, we've built soup kitchens. We've, uh, we're, people are distributing food to the homeless, to the protesters, to the, to the truckers, to the farmers. Um, this is, we're, we're dug in here on this hill. We're dug in and we're not leaving. Well, we will get in, we'll get into that foxhole with you. I promise you that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Randy Hillier. Okay. Bye-bye now. That's Randy Hillier, uh, again, pushing in the uh, parliament, the Canadian parliament, to, uh, to uh, have a vote of no confidence and thus get rid of Justin Trudeau. Uh, very, very, very powerful stuff there. I hope you appreciate that, and I hope you will back me in what I told him, that we will back and support them in that endeavor. Uh, 1028. We'll get to our news break now and come right back on AM 1420 The Answer. Uh, 1028. We'll get to our news break now and come right back on AM 1420 The Answer. Right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. I think you know Bernie is uh, is a smart guy, and the way things were shaping up, he was a first time candidate. Uh, it made from a business standpoint, it made a lot of sense. But I thought he had a great story. He's he's a stellar businessman that uh, has done great things for Cleveland, and uh, he's a class act. Yeah, I agree with uh, Mike Gibbons. I do. 10:37, 23 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you here today. I agree with Mike Gibbons. Uh, Bernie Moreno is a class act, a stellar businessman, and uh, I think he had a good message. I really do. It just wasn't working out from a polling standpoint. And there comes a point where you have to realize that you're throwing good money after bad. Maybe it's not the right time, and you make a decision. And he made a decision, he said, with the uh, uh, with the uh, approval of and in collaboration with, if you will, the 45th president of the United States. Bernie Moreno talked with Donald Trump. And uh, together they uh, kind of said, hey, maybe this isn't the right time, and maybe there's too many good MAGA candidates in this race. We shouldn't cancel one another out. Maybe we need to trim the field down a little bit to make sure that somebody who's ma- Make America Great Again, somebody who's America First, wins this thing. And so Bernie Moreno announced last night he's dropping out of that Senate race, and he's going to uh, make an endorsement in that race after Donald Trump does. He will support the Trump-endorsed candidate as part of his decision to uh, step out of the race. So I have nothing but respect for that. I, I liked a lot of things that I learned from Bernie Moreno about Bernie Moreno over the course of the last few months, and, uh, and I support his decision. I, I feel bad for him. But obviously, there can only be one winner in this primary anyway, and the numbers weren't looking like they were going to go his way. So uh, Mike Gibbons is maybe one of the biggest beneficiaries of that. We talked to Mike earlier this morning. You just heard part of that. If you want to hear all of it, get to uh, our um, uh, podcast page, whkradio.com. Go to the podcast page and listen to uh, today, uh, February 4th, hour number one. You'll hear the whole conversation with Mike Gibbons. As for my last conversation with Randy Hillier, i got to tell you, I, I'm a competitive person, you know. There's a there's a 
there's a certain rivalry, I think, that we have had with Canada over certain things. Not much. Not much. I mean, you know, a lot of people in America have long, for a long, you know, a long time just kind of called uh, Canada America's hat. Uh, you know, they just sit up there, kind of, kind of keeping us warm. Uh, you know, it's colder up there than it is down here. They're America's hat. I heard one comedian, I can't remember her, what her name was, describe Canada as America's attic. You know, it's just, it's just the kind of place where there's nothing too important up there, really, but it's, it would be wasted space if we didn't store some things. So some things that we don't want to really throw away. Uh, but but we don't really have a need for either. But we can always go up there if we need to and get it. It's America's attic. That's a, it was a great great bit. I remember who it was, and I kind of take that approach too, or I have for a while. Yeah, it's just Canada, and the only time they really matter from a competitive standpoint is if we're competing against them in something. If we're in the Olympics and we're playing hockey. You know, of course, the greatest hockey upset in Olympic history was the U.S. over the Soviets in uh, in 1980. But any time, because Canada, I mean, hockey is religion in Canada. And if we can ever beat Canada in hockey, it's just like, yeah, take that, you Canucks. Uh, it's just a great, it's a great kind of a friendly, fun jab at our neighbors to the north. But I'll tell you something. I put all of that aside. I put all of that aside when it comes to what we were just talking about. Randy Hillier and a bunch of strong-willed, freedom-loving Canadians are trying to remove the tyrant that is Justin Trudeau from power for his extraordinary, um, heavy hand uh, with which he is dealing with, or in which uh, that he's using to deal with the COVID uh, situation, uh, the vax situation, the mandatory quarantines, and everything else that is just crushing the will of so many Canadians, particularly those who have no need whatsoever to be quarantining when they're in a in the cab of a truck for 14 hours a day by themselves for crying out loud. Uh, so I support wholeheartedly that trucker convoy, which is not over. I support getting them money. GoFundMe needs to release over $10 million immediately to go to those truckers and their families while they're not able to earn their living. Uh, you heard Randy Hillier tell us about the, tr- the tractor convoy that's going to join this as well. And I think uh, this is probably a time unlike any other where we need to stand in solidarity with the, free- sol- solidarity with the freedom-loving people of Canada. Not the Trudeau supporters, not the far-left woke wingnuts that Randy Hillier talked about, which sounded very, very similar to the DNC in the United States. Woke, cancel culture, loving, you know, race, racial division supporting, uh, you know, leftists in Canada sound very much like the uh, mainstream DNC in the United States. So those are two good interviews you're going to want to hear. If you missed them, go to uh, whkradio.com. And as I go to the phones, Westlake, Vince, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, Vince. How are you, sir? I'm well, Bob. Uh Thank you so much for, uh, as you always do, in, enlightening us. And uh, just before I say anything, God bless people like you that, that bring us to light. Think of where we'd be if we didn't have these different venues to listen to what's going on behind our backs with our own government. To that point, uh, God bless Canada. God bless them for standing up and showing us what it means to be freedom-loving citizens and how we as Americans should be acting. Every generation practically in our history, as far as I know, since the Patriots founded this country and her fought for this country and, and fought for our freedom, mm-hmm. has had to fight for their freedom. What makes us think we don't have to? What makes us think we're going to be so special and so mildly coddled and spoiled that we're not going to have to stand up one day 
and take this back to the tyrannical government that's in the United States right now as the Canadians are showing us how embarrassing they're showing us how to do this and what to do. And all I can say is, people, you better wake up, you better listen, and you better get busy and get active because this is what it's going to take. It's been two years, and as one of my brothers said a year ago, I'm just waiting for the Americans to show up. And that's what we need. We need American patriots to show up and start acting like the freedom-loving people that we are. I'm a little fired up right now, especially after hearing that fine gentleman from Canada speak about what it is to be freedom-loving and fight for it. And more importantly, really give us a lesson. Isn't that ironic? Them giving us a lesson on how to fight for freedom. So, again, Bob, God bless you. Spread the word, and uh, thank you again for what you do. Vince, I could not say it any better. Thank you for that great call. Um, Could not agree with you more. Uh, I will say this. We are coming. You said, where are you Americans? When are we going to stand up and foot push and fight to? It's coming. And I'll tell you something else. You don't have to be a trucker to support it, and you don't have to uh, you know, have a, a, a very specific connection to it to fight back for them, because here's a story you, you probably don't know. Coming up in March, we are going to follow the lead of our liberty-loving friends to the north. There is going to be a massive trucker convoy that is going to begin in California, and it's going to cross this great land, picking up new trucks along the way, all the way to Washington, D.C. All the way to D.C. It's being organized for this march. It is, it is born of the same freedom convoy that was, you know, that is still in play in Canada. Uh, not sure exactly who decided we're going to do it too, but God bless him for doing so. That is exactly what needs to be done here. You know, you realize that all of those empty shelves that we blame on Brandon were right to blame on Brandon. Because it's his policies and his mandates that have led to these truckers, and and not just Brandon, by the way, but those who support Brandon, like Governor Gavin Newsom. All of these VAX mandates on all workers in California means these truckers can't go into California and go to the the docks and and get the stuff off of these uh, these, uh, containers uh, from the ships and distribute them throughout the country. Now, it's not only California. Like I said, this is Brandon-driven all the way, and so people are pushing back against it. And here's the part where you come in. You don't have to be a trucker, like I said, or be very personally acquainted with the situation. You need to get loud, and you need to get active, and you need to push back against big tech that is trying to stop it. You see, the trucker's convoy, the freedom convoy in America that I'm talking about in March, is trying to organize using social media. Obviously, that's why people use social media oftentimes for, you know, events like this. Facebook is taking down and blocking any pages that support or are used to coordinate the trucker freedom convoy coming in the United States. Facebook is using its, hey, we reserve the right to enforce our community standards garbage to say that our community standards uh, go uh, um, uh, say that you cannot uh, present misinformation that could put people in danger. and That's why I'm in the middle of a 30-day ban from fascist book. 
because I posted a, a two-minute clip of Dr. Robert Malone's speech on mRNA, which he knows more about than anybody in, in America because he holds the patents on mRNA technology. But I shared his speech and got banned, they say, because my post could cause physical harm to people because it advises by this doctor uh, to not take the vaccine, the fake vaccine, the profit shot, the jab. Well, this trucker convoy, while not saying, hey, don't take the jab, it is because they believe that they have a right to not take the jab, that it should not be mandatory, and it cannot be mandatory from any state or any federal official or anywhere else. And so that is enough for Facebook to say, violates our community standards, you can't organize your little freedom convoy on our pages. And that, of course, is because Facebook does not believe in freedom. Facebook does not believe in the First Amendment. They do not believe in free speech expression or organization or assembly, in this case, at all. That's why many of us call it what it really is, fascist book. And by the way, if you're ever interested in joining the movement to push back against fascist book and against Twitter and against all of the other free speech violating organizations, uh, I can't tell you often enough. You need to become a member of Citizens for Free Speech, CFFS. All you've got to do, we've made it easier than ever to, to uh, become a member. Text CFFS, stands for Citizens for Free Speech. Text CFFS to the short code 313131 on your phone. Do it now. Why not? What do you got to do? You're stuck in the snow or you're stuck inside because of the snow. Uh, text CFFS to 313131, and you will immediately be able to become a member of Citizens for Free Speech and join this growing movement of members and volunteers uh, to push back and fight back for our rights, our First Amendment rights, but in many cases it goes far beyond that as well. It's extraordinarily important. I cannot tell you enough. Let me go to uh, Westlake. Charlie. Oh, I stay in Westlake, actually. I was just with Vince in Westlake. Now it's Charlie in Westlake on AM 1420, The Answer. Charlie, welcome back. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, they feed us uh, brain food here in Westlake. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, anyways, uh, I was happy to hear Bernie Perino dropping out. Uh, he, was, he was a very good speaker. I, I heard him speak many, many times. Mm-hmm. His daughter is beautiful. But I was glad to see him drop out because we do have to, to get to the most conservative most vetted person in this race. Uh, I, I believe military experience is so much important, not just because of military experience, but the respect it gets. As soon as you get to the Senate, everyone respects you because you were in the military. And that's the kind of guy we need a senator. We don't need another Portman. We do not need any more rhinos. We need the most conservative, most vetted. And that's uh, who I'm supporting. Well, I'll tell you, Charlie, I agree uh, about being the most conservative. That's exactly what I want. I want a true conservative, not a phony conservative, not a pretend conservative, and not a rhino. Uh, as far And thanks for the call, Charlie. As far as the, the um, uh, military experience, I don't think it's a requirement. I think it's a, it's a, it's a bonus. Uh, it's gravy. It's an add-on. It's something that is really, really great to have when you've got somebody who has fought for the country going to serve the country in another way now, in another capacity in the United States Senate. I think it's a bonus. I think it's a great thing to have. I don't think it's a prerequisite, though. I don't think you have to have had uh, those stripes on your arm in order to be able to be an effective, true conservative. If you have one that that is the most conservative who happens to be in the military, like I said, that's dessert, uh, and that's great. But I do want the most conservative, regardless of what their background is. Uh, Tracy is in Strongsville. Hi, Tracy. Go ahead. 
Hi, Bob. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Listen, I had a real unique. I had a real unique uh, experience. I'm I'm from Michigan originally, the Detroit area, mm-hmm. and uh, last week we went home for a family event, and over the bridge, right before the Ambassador Bridge, was all these people with you know Go Canada, and we it was amazing to be part of that last Saturday. That's but awesome. But you were talking about why America has Canada's beat us to the punch, right on on the whole convoy and the truckers, and I kind of have a feeling about. The January 6th thing that happened and how they were, you know, FBI was raiding people's homes and rounding people up who were just there, not even doing anything, has kind of instilled some fear in people that their lives are going to be destroyed. They're going to be locked up without a speedy trial, um, fired from their jobs for having an opinion that does, is, you know, different than anybody else's. And it's just kind of, kind of stole people from standing up in our country right now and that's why canada beat us to the punch you know it's a good point uh and and thank you for the call uh, tracy i appreciate that it's a really good point and um uh, you know i i can't i can't really uh, embellish it or 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 add anything to it except uh, to say that you're right and i'm okay with it that they beat us to the punch as long as we follow with our own punch that's all I'll say. As long as we follow and say, you know what, what they're doing up there is right. What we need to do here is right. We need to, and you know what, we do that around the world. Not even just, you know, our neighbors to the north here on our same continent. We do that around the world. We back and support those who fight for freedom because a free world, more free or free countries, free republics or free democracies, uh, lead to less conflict with tyrants. And that is exactly what we should be supporting. So, uh, I am glad to, if, uh, you know, if we're second to the uh, to the effort here, I'm I'm okay with that. Thanks for the call, Tracy. Quick timeout, right back. The biggest ally of our free people is the truth. Because the truth often poses a threat to power. Always right with Bob France. Truth is the most important value we have. On AM 1420, the answer. Amen to that. Amen to that. 1056, let's go to Lisa, Lisa Woods from Medina County Friends and Neighbors in Medina. Hi, Lisa. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Great show today, Bob. Thanks for bringing uh, all that information to us again. That's what we do. You got it. My pleasure. (laughs) Hey, I I wanted to remind folks that our meetings for McFann are the second four Saturdays of the month and that there is not a meeting this Saturday because there was a uh, a fifth Saturday uh, of, uh, in January, and that gives us an extra week in between. And sometimes people think it's every uh, you know every other Saturday, right, not right, necessarily because right. of those fifth Saturdays. But boy, we have some good stuff coming up. Um, you know, now that uh, folks will be wanting to meet the different people in the primaries. We'll be having uh, Jim Renacy and Joe, Joe uh, Knopp coming on the 26th of February. We've got uh, Mike Gibbons will be coming soon. So just uh, just remind the folks, I wanted to remind the folks that um, in February our meetings will be on the 12th and 26th, and the same in March is also the 12th and 26th. All right. Well, I appreciate you letting everybody know. Of course, if you are just friendly and a Medina County friend and neighbor and you want to meet out at the Thirsty Cowboy for some breakfast and some coffee, why the heck not anyway, right? That's right. <laughs> it's just That's not right. formal. It just won't be a formal meeting. But uh, uh, always a pleasure, Lisa. Thank you so much for the update. Thank you. She mentioned, uh, Lisa Woods just mentioned um, uh, 
Jim Renacy and Joe Knopp, who are running. And, and I, I'm going to hit this before I get out of here because I, I, I don't want to speak ill of, of two pretty solid conservative people. And in my mind, they are. But they're just so misguided here. Um, Ron Hood and Candace Keller, two former uh, Ohio State representatives, good, strong conservative people, are, are off base here and they're going to hurt the state. And what I mean by it, you probably heard on Wednesday, I think it was the announcement two days ago made, they're going to run for governor and lieutenant governor. And they're doing this, as I understand it, only because they failed in getting Jim Renacci to choose one of them as uh, lieutenant governor. Lieutenant, or excuse me, Jim Renacci chose Joe Knopp as his lieutenant governor and, you know, spurned by him. Uh, Ron Hood and Candace Keller have decided, oh, yeah, we'll show him we're going to run against him. And running against him is not in the best interest of the state of Ohio. Running against him does not help the constituents, the citizens of this state. Running against him splits the anti-DeWine vote, and it allows Mike DeWine to coast on through to the Republican nomination on May 3rd and, uh, uh, you know, against probably an under underfunded Democrat to get another four years. We can't have four more years of Mike DeWine, and we cannot have four years of a Democrat. The only answer is to get a rock-solid conservative who can beat Mike DeWine, and Jim Renacci's doing that. He's beating him by eight points in a head-to-head matchup, as long as people like Ron Hood and Candace Keller don't get involved in this thing and mess up the works. So get a message out. That's what has to happen. Thanks to everybody. Be safe. Be free. Be warm. This message out. That's what has to happen. Thanks to everybody. Be safe. Be free. Be warm this weekend. Let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.